And now, and now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price. On Radio City 96.7 and City Talk 105.9. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to say about this lady. I honestly don't know what to say. I've got a blank piece of paper. I don't know what to say. Her hair's getting bigger and bigger every time. Um, Cleo Rockus, hello. Hello, how are you? I don't. I honestly don't know how to describe you because you've done so much. And we've only got four-hour interview, so. <laughs> but you have no. done so much. Haven't uh, you? I have, and I. Well, it doesn't seem a lot when you're doing it because you, when you like doing things, time just goes by, and you're on to the next thing. And but actually. Um, I suppose I have. And you're right about my hair. I'm now growing it into something I can sublet. <laughs> it is getting big even for me. It looks okay at home. And then I try and get out of the door and I think, eek. <laughs> now, were you aware that uh, when you were with Kenny Everett that I am a gay man, but I, I had leanings. I found you incredibly attractive, which was quite worrying at those times. Oh, I was a confused so... gay man. Oh, you're so, so kind. I just, I just think... The great thing about um, working with Kenny and being with Kenny is that people, the one thing that show did was transport people, invited everyone in. And that's really, really a big thing in my life. I love people to feel happy and feel their best and enjoy every single moment that, that comes to them. And I think if you can be a tiny part of that, that's a huge, huge compliment. I wonder if you remember or realise that he did a show for us. On Radio City. Not here in this studio, in the old studio, but he actually did a show on a Saturday morning for us. Really? Yes, many, many years ago. Oh, oh no, he loved Liverpool. He was, you know, he just felt, you know, you don't have to... He'd, he'd bring me up here a lot and we'd drive around and he'd show me all sorts of places and we'd go to eat and we'd just footle and tootle and everyone was so lovely with him and he just loved coming home. So, you're in town, or yeah. you're all over the country. Um, I didn't know you were a tequila drinker. Well, I'm actually president of the Tequila Society, and the Mexican CNIT, which is the, boarding, uh, the board for the industry, the head of the industry board for tequila, uh, gave me a huge award a couple of years ago for being the most influential woman in the tequila industry. Is there anything you haven't done in this industry? Because you have been around... Um... I haven't done with the greatest respect forever. Uh, well, I started when I was very young too. Three. So, well, no, no, I had to lie about my age upwards for the first uh, series of Kenny's because I was still at school, so I had to pretend to be eighteen. Because and luckily in those days they didn't have internet or anything, so I'd be arrested by the BBC police. So, <laughs> so luckily they didn't. I drove cars and everything, oh, not at home but in the studio. Um, so it was nobody. We weren't really quite rumbled then, so it was good. It was much more fun. Everyone's a bit clenchy buttock now about human things. And I'm really, really lucky to have met my fabulous friend, Christopher, who's going to show me all around Liverpool. Lovely and, Liverpool. And yeah. lovely cl- places. And Christopher is, I think Christopher is the centre of everything going on in Liverpool. That's a nice compliment. Um, have you had some bad times in your career? Um Yes, when they discuss, when they started selling this thing called alternative comedy, which was which was more like alternative to comedy, uh, when things became really comedy, I think comedy went through a really horrible stage where people were just very aggressive and very mean to one another. Where Kenny's show was just mischievous, and and it, his show was just how he was in real life. So I think that was a really bad grayish area for a lot of people. It was really sort of depressing for comedy. Um, but yes, it, it, because I, I will only do what I want to do. I, I, 
except for once I had to do something I had to do, and that was going to the Big Brother house because I had a huge throbbing tax bill and I had to pay it. So I had to go in the Big Brother house, which was not something I could recommend to anyone. Is it scary living without television, without papers, without um, no. outside? No, that's not scary at all. No. It's the other people they stick you in with. and that's Because what you don't realise, I thought, take a lot of frocks, earrings... Uh, dress for dinner, you know, split up the day with outfits and that way everything, you know, will keep rumbling along and everyone will have something to look forward to. Um, And then you realise people actually have a game plan to stay in this hovel with bad lighting. And um, I remember my my biggest fear in there was realising that I... I didn't remember in the contract how long I actually had to stay in to <laughs> to be paid. And I thought, oh, my God, was it a week or two weeks? And <laughs> Because I thought I might try and get myself kicked out. But uh, there's absolute horror, really, most of it. The thing I would hate about it is private ablutions. Well, I, I, I don't actually... I, somebody else does that for me. <laughs> I don't actually... <laughs> If you could see my face, ladies and gentlemen, it's not often that I am stuck for words. I want to know how somebody goes to the toilet for you, how somebody has a poo for you. I am amazed at that. I don't know what you're talking about. All the statements of my career. Are you still a party animal? I don't, I, 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 you know, I think that it would be a real shame to get run over wearing beige and with no makeup on, which is something that's never going to happen to me. So, yes, I love people and I love being out. And I love, I just love that tingling feeling of, you know, being alive. I just love it. And I want everyone else to feel great. I want everyone to feel, you know, that first day of holiday, when you first have your first day of holiday and that lovely feeling when you throw open the shutters and the sun comes shining in and that's that's what we all have to feel like. There's so much bad news around and actually if we just stopped watching the news everyone would feel a lot better. Do you hate the way the industry's changed because you have been around uh, the industry a long time, you've seen big changes like the Big Brothers, you know, I mean when you first started entertainment was entertainment, you had to be entertaining now it's the wannabes you're absolutely right because when i first started that you had to be a member of equity and equity you couldn't be a member of equity until you'd worked and you couldn't work until you were a member of it was a bit of a chicken and egg thing and nobody could be on television or on stage or in films without having an equity card and then they dropped that so what that meant was although there are a lot of fabulously talented people out there that meant that the producers and tv stations and theatres and everything had pick of everyone and therefore everyone's wages went down people would want to just to be famous and now there is actually in my view a career of just being famous they used not to be but with the magazines and everything people are just famous and they get paid for it or given gifts and things for however long they're famous but mm. a lot of you know it's empty where they're real greats who who are still around, uh, you know, whether it's Judy Dench or the fabulous, wonderful people. <laughs> Alan Carr is a great, I love Alan Carr and Graham Norton and, you know, a lot of fabulous comedians. It's interesting you mentioned Judy Dench. I think I saw a photograph of you with her once. Oh, yes. Um, is there anybody you've never met that you would love to meet? Um, anyone at all? Um... I'd like to take Her Majesty um, for cocktails. I've Please met her tell briefly. me not tequila. 
Because yes. she's a gin and tonic woman. And she's gin and tonic and uh, Dubonnet as well, doesn't yeah. she? She likes a bit. But her mother was uh, loved gin and tonic. <laughs> Do you know that wonderful story about her mother, which was in the papers? But I oh, go love, on, tell me, tell me. You. She liked gay staff. She had yeah. many gay staff, and she was ringing at four o'clock for the gin and tonic on the bell, and there was no answer. She went outside, and there was a, a rather camp butler having a, an argument with a rather camp footman, and she said, "When you two queens have finished, this queen wants a gin and tonic." <laughs> So stylish. Lovely story. <laughs> I love oh, story. that's so stylish. So you'd like to take the Queen out? Yes, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know who else. I mean, I just I meet people, and actually, I have friends in all sorts of areas of life, and I, it's just great people. You want to put them all together to have that great, like in the old in the old days where there's studio days where people would, you know, get together. I sort of have private tequila society parties where I put fantastic people together who should meet but might not have already met one another mm. and usually it's from fashion and music and you know tv and film but sometimes there's an odd weird sort of an odd politician I used to know Benazir Bhutto quite well and she used to love meeting comedians and I just loved the you know the photo and the 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 you know, the the picture of her meeting jo people and having shrieking jokes, you know, having time off away from her work. You wrote the book, didn't you? You did have a yes. book out. I wrote a book to right any wrongs that had been written about Kenny. So it was really, Kenny, before he died, said, oh, you won't let anyone write anything bad about me, will you? And nobody did write, I don't think, anything bad. But people who never even knew him were writing about him and they'd phone me for quotes and I said I'm not going to you didn't even know Kenny I said you have no right in my view to write a book I don't think people who don't know other people should be writing about them how did you cope when he died well you know I, you know you know it's going to I knew it was going to happen but it, you can't you can't prepare it's just like a sledgehammer and still today it feels as though it was only yesterday I, I know I miss him the whole time I miss him and uh, and the mischief we'd get up to not many people are very mischievous everyone likes to you know stay <laughs> within the limits and you know we're just sort of happy mischief nothing really bad but you know happy mischief once I was pretending to be a siren on the top of his car I was in a tiara and a ball gown we'd just been to a party with um, Princess Diana a big charity thing and he was driving home and we were driving round and round Trafalgar Square and the police came and stopped the car and they said, oi, they didn't recognise him. And they said, what's going on here? And Kenny jumped out of the car and the policeman was pointing to the roof, at me on the roof and my ball gown with my tiara going, nee, 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 nee. And um, he said, oh, there you are, Clee. I've been driving around everywhere looking for you. So it was that kind of mischief, you know, nothing really bad. But um, I do miss him. I do miss him. Well, I'm delighted you popped in. I know you're uh, touring Liverpool and uh, checking and it all out. And doing some heavy shopping at the fabulous Vivian Westwood. Ah, and nice, my, nice store. And, nice and store. also in, in the Matthew Barn Grill tonight. Going yeah. Barn Grill tonight. In, in your street, did you say? Yeah, of no, course. Ma no, in Matthew Street. Matthew Street, Which is yes. where the Beatles, where it all happened. The cavern is next door to Vivian Westwood's. I know. It's just, everything's yeah. a showbiz inch. All the fa and you're only a showbiz inch from there. Here in this penis in the sky. Oh, do you know what? It could, I couldn't have put it better. And where are we? Right on top. Clear <laughs> Rockers, thank you so much. I love you. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7 and City Talk 105.9.